0: Welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm Danny Smith, your host. Today, our subject is battling complacency. Have you ever noticed that complacency seems to always be lurking around in the background of almost any accident or mistake? It's been said that complacency happens when you do things so often that you can do them in your sleep. Well, that's certainly true, but it also can be as simple as letting your guard down. Merriam-Webster defines complacency As, first of all, self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by unawareness of actual dangers or deficiencies. Or the second definition, an instance of usually unaware or uninformed self-satisfaction. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't particularly care for either of those definitions, especially as applied to human factors and performance, be it in safety, performance, uh, production, quality, or customer service. Self-satisfaction, really? Uh, I mean, there's far more complexity to complacency and, for that matter, to human error. To this day, I still recoil a bit to those who say that safe start is is something that they really, really like because of its, quote-unquote, simplicity. I've tried to gently correct them by pointing out that there's really nothing simple about human behavior and certainly not about complacency. What Larry Wilson designed more than two decades ago was an efficient approach to an extremely complex subject. That efficiency is often mistaken with simplicity. Trust me, I, along with many others, have explored the mind of Larry Wilson and, well, There's not a simple thing in there. Okay, that may not have came out exactly right, but I think you get the point, all right? So, as Sherman and Mr. Peabody would say, let's roll back the clock 20 years in the Wayback Machine, and let's see how Larry originally defined complacency as a state in the Safe Start process. It read like this, Complacency, familiar enough with the hazards to become considerably less concerned over time. Contribute significantly to not watching or thinking about what you're doing. For those of you who've been around as long as I have, you may recall what we used to call the definition card. Uh, We don't use that one anymore. Uh, It was handed out during Unit 1. And that literally, that definition I read you a moment ago, is word for word from that card. So after a bit more research, Larry expanded that definition to include two stages in what we now call the complacency curve. In stage one, the fear of the risk involved with a particular task is no longer preoccupying, so our minds can start to wander. And as we move further down the curve to stage two, we're no longer thinking about risk unless we have some form of external stimulus. To put it another way, there is no internal stimulus or fear. Charles Ketering, the famed inventor and head of research for General Motors, said, a problem well stated is half solved. In our case, a proper definition gets us halfway there. So let's revisit Larry's definition of complacency one more time and just kind of take it piece by piece, if you will. Complacency. Familiar enough with the hazards to become considerably less concerned over time. Contributes significantly to not watching or thinking about what you're doing. And on the complacency curve, stage one, no longer being preoccupied so that you're with the hazards so that your mind can wander. And then in stage two, we're no longer looking or thinking about the risk unless we have that external stimulus or there's no internal stimulus or fear. So now that we've got the proper definition, now we can talk about how we're going to battle complacency. Let's talk about some strategies here. Uh, If you're going to battle complacency, the first thing you've got to realize is that you've got to do something active. That's fairly straightforward. But if you look at the four critical error reduction techniques, the certs, Three of those are definitely very active, analyzing close calls and small errors to prevent agonizing over the big ones, looking at others for the patterns that increase the risk of error, and working on habits. I mean, you can't always be thinking about safety, so you want your habits to be as strong as possible. By the way, have you ever noticed that Larry dedicated 75% of the search to battling complacency? That's just a glimpse into how difficult and how costly complacency can be. So my first advice in how to battle complacency is to revisit those three certs on a constant basis. Probably the next best option is rate your state and using the rate your state cards. I did a previous podcast on rate your state, so I won't go into that real in-depth today, but you can think of rate your state as an informal but systematic safe start observation. You could walk someone through the rate your state card, or you could do that as a self-observation. The point of rate your state is to gauge the four states before performing a job or a task. That helps you to check out these states pre-job, or at the very least, puts those states top of mind, should you encounter those states while you're doing the job. Another way of putting this would be rate your state helps keep us from being complacent about the effects of the other three states. The next tool for battling complacency is incorporating the SafeStart concepts into your near-miss reporting system. While the incident has already occurred, and since it was a near-miss, the learning is still free, if you will, so to speak. Uh, Reviewing near-misses through the lens of SafeStart may give you an opportunity to, to really appreciate how often complacency plays a role in all incidents. Reviewing the small stuff to prevent agonizing over the big stuff, you'll probably recognize that as cert number two, although there's a bit more to that particular cert than just applying it to near-miss reporting and or reviewing near misses. But incorporating the Safe Start concepts into your near-miss reporting is certainly an opportunity to spot where you or the organization may have grown complacent. Another area that many have tackled complacency is in their observation and feedback processes. While you can't really observe complacency like you could rushing, frustration, or fatigue, I mean, you can somewhat see those, uh, you could certainly talk about complacency during the feedback portion of the observation process. Ask simple questions like, How do you battle complacency? It's just a great place to start. And by the way, don't ask the question and then answer it for them. Let them talk. Wait a moment. Listen and, and hear what they're saying. You'll be amazed at some of the discussions that you can have. Another great question to ask is, uh, and I love this one, hey, if your friend's uh, best friend's son or daughter came to work here and your best friend asked you, hey, can you just kind of show them ropes? Can you keep an eye on them? What's the one important piece of advice that you would give them to help keep them safe? This does two things. First of all, It personalizes safety, and it gets the employee thinking at a deeper level, much deeper than just the rules and procedures. Secondly, it helps employees recall hazards that they themselves have become complacent with. Also, consider adding the Safe Start concepts to your JHAs or JSAs, whichever you're using, It could be as formal as adding an additional column to your existing forms, although I've had some groups tell me that you you don't understand what that would involve, so they really couldn't change the structure of the form. So in those cases, I just recommend adding the states and the errors as a part of the hazard problem or problem column and the certs as a part of the solution column, along with things that they would normally have there that come from the traditional hierarchy of controls. Uh, My suggestion, by the way, is to to pick the key task that your group does, I say task, I mean task, uh, pick the one that your group does up front and then work on those JSAs, the ones that you do most often. Then you can update the others as you review those. A lot of companies do that on an annual or biannual basis. And so for those auxiliary tasks, if you will, you can just update those as you go through and you review uh, your JSAs on a regular basis. Uh, If you can't add columns to your existing form, or if you can't at least insert the state's errors and certs into your existing forms, uh, then you could do something just as simple as reviewing a Safe Start card after you go through your traditional JHA and discuss when you're likely to encounter those states during that particular task. Combating complacency at work, home, or on the road doesn't have to be complicated, but it does, however, have to be active. It could be as simple as placing a Safe Start card or a piece of PPE in a highly visible spot to remind you of complacency before starting a job. Any visual reminder you can think of will help. Think about i mean, the post-it note, folks. Man, they made a fortune off this concept. So for more information about complacency, be sure to drop in on safestart.com. If you would, just go up into the search engine and just type in complacency there, and you'll find all sorts of links to to things, including several articles that have been written by our staff through the years on the subject of complacency. And as always, you can reach out to your account managers, and they'll help you as well. I'm Danny Smith for Safe Talk with Safe Start, and thanks for listening today.